BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. Now, with the latest NASCAR local, regional, touring, and international racing news and views, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Hey everyone, and welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, live from my living room, joined by Kyle Rickey, live from what looks like your living room as well, Kyle. Uh, last week you were at Stafford, though. Uh, did we decide that you should probably stay home with this social distancing? Yeah, um, I'm in the the spare room, the fun room. And last week I did the <laughs> the uh, the the chroma key feature on this this app it hasn't worked very well this week so i'm not sure uh what i did but it was more than just in my teeth like it was last week so we figured we'd do this there you go i like the thought process of that i got a little more decorating done in my house over the last week um so been been productive have you uh done anything fun during this now free time this quarantine that we have obviously we're not going to short tracks um, I know you had an important card game that we talked about yeah. um, with your family. We've been playing cards via my cell phone. We play a lot of those iMessage games. Are you very good at cards, Kyle? I'm good at cards. I'm not good at cell phone games. I like the physical, the physicality of the game, which you're not supposed to do these days. But the family's close, so it's only four of us. There you go. Yeah, you're, so. under, you're, under, the, you're under the rule there. And um, I went up to, to Thompson the other night. Uh, we were supposed to run the icebreaker this weekend, and it's only a few miles up the road. So because of that, I've decided that uh, on Sunday evening, it was going to be nice out. Go take a stroll up to the Big T. And uh, I was the only one there, but place looks good for when we I saw your, open. I saw your Facebook photos. Uh, that's one of my favorite racetracks to go to. That's a very, I feel like, underrated place as far as the facility and what it can facilitate and uh, the parking, everything about it. Like, I was very impressed the first couple of times that I've been to Thompson. Love the place. It's been there since 1940, so they have a lot of practice in, in all of that. So hopefully uh, they can begin year number 80. They'll celebrate their 80th anniversary uh, on May 26th or 28th. So hopefully they're open by then. Cross, fingers crossed. Well, speaking of games that we were talking about earlier, one of the things we've talked about a lot over the last couple of weeks, and really everyone in sports has, is the concept of esports that's really yep. taken over. We talked about the Pro Invitational Series, which had a very interesting turn of events on Sunday from Bristol. Uh, never did I think that we would see someone lose a sponsor virtually, uh, <laughs> but it is 2020, and it is a strange time we live in. But Kyle, you and I have both been involved firsthand with a lot of esports now over the last couple of weeks. Um, we both called the NASCAR Heat Pro League race last Wednesday. Um, but aside from that, short tracks, that's what we heard to talk about, have really embraced this concept of esports. And it was something that I thought they maybe would put up a little bit of a wall for, um, being very traditional. 
in yeah. the manner of racing, but Stafford Motor Speedway now has a weekly series. We've seen Evergreen Speedway embrace that and start a traveling series on iRacing. Um, I mean, talk about Stafford. You get to commentate them, correct? I'm not directly involved. I help out with the social media, the, the pre-race show, which is done via the Instagram page at Stafford Motor Speedway. And, um, but it's a great program. It's, I think, now a, at least a three-week run. Uh, the first week was a trial. Last week was the first official event. Uh, Brian Narducci picked up the race win in a uh, 80 lap modified event that saw, I think, 52, 54 drivers try to qualify for. They started 26, four heats, couple consies, and, and an 80 lap event. So uh, a full race program. I had never really seen that before until two weeks ago when they did it on the trial basis with uh, Teddy Hodgson picking up the win on that evening. And it's nice to see. I think it's kind of always been there, but we really haven't taken much notice of it until the last couple of weeks when we really haven't had much of a choice. And, and a lot of short tracks have embraced it. As you mentioned, um, you mentioned Evergreen. They're starting an event. Seekonk Speedway up here uh, in, in Massachusetts has an event uh, or like a traveling event where they're running different tracks every week with their regular drivers. So um, I guess it helps when the average fields of a lot of these drivers uh, at these racetracks is about, you know, 22. So um, as the old guy, I used to have iRacing and I got kicked out, so I don't have it anymore. But now I do wish I, I had the, the platform still. Well, the nice thing about iRacing for you is that a lot of them, you can just turn the paddle shifters on so you don't actually have to know how to use a clutch or a manual. Again, I mean, every time there's an opportunity, I stalled once. Maybe you should learn how to drive stick, Kyle. And this could be a wonderful platform for me to perhaps learn, but. you got all the free time in the world, man. I Come do on. for the next couple of weeks anyway. Hopefully oh, it's no longer than May 9th. Oh, let's hope not. We will all go stir crazy by then. My dog will have wore her own racetrack into the backyard doing pace laps. So, um, but Evergreen Speedway, we mentioned that they ran this past weekend as well. Their first race of the traveling season, they ran their Mark Galloway 150 at Stafford and uh, I'm supposed to help commentate the summer showdown in just under a week uh, for them and I'm very new to the commentating on the iRacing platform so I actually decided to jump on last night and watch their practice session which resulted in me racing not racing practicing in their practice session uh, Kevin Hamlin was in there uh, a couple of local racers being Cole Rash, Tristan Heider they were all in there um, I still I race on Dylan's yeah. I racing account yeah. and needless to say, he does not have a lot of friends in the late model world right now. He's not very good. People are probably thinking he should stick to open wheel. So I quickly got out of that lobby and resumed my commentating. I, uh, first off, and I know we're short on time here in the open, but I got the Dylan Welch shirt on. Yes. Huh? Big fan. I got to watch him uh, last week in an IndyCar virtual race at Not good. Gateway. And uh, yeah, he had a moment there. So I would stick to midgets, perhaps. And if you're under his account in a late model, that's not going to really bode for him well. Basically, we're, this is why we're commentators. That's it's right. Fine. Everything's fine. It's fine, guys. As he's, he's, he's been exiled to outside, so he can't, he can't hear me right now. So we're all good. Um, but speaking of a couple of guys that were in the race on Sunday for the Mark Galloway 150, a couple of those locals of Meridian Speedway, my home track, Casey Tillman was there, as well as a couple of names that travel with the Touring Late Model Series and visit Meridian Speedway regularly. 
Uh, we'll have promoter and track manager Adam Nelson join us here shortly to talk about what Meridian Speedway is going through right now with COVID-19, as well as what to expect from them this up and coming season. Good? Okay. Each and every week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we get to highlight one of NASCAR's short tracks brought to you by Wheelan Engineering. And like we mentioned it, Meridian Speedway, Adam Nelson told us a lot about their history, but it's a paved quarter mile located in Idaho's Treasure Valley. It was established in 1951 in Meridian, Idaho on a rural two-lane road. But if you visit that speedway now, it is nowhere near rural. It's currently in the heart of Meridian, Idaho. Uh, the track was built on land that was and is still owned by the Meridian Dairy and Stock Show. Uh, the Athletic Association had operated the track from 1951 to 1981 before taken over by private corporation. And the association used Speedway revenue to support youth sports program throughout the Treasure Valley. The Speedway has another legacy. It also served as part of the set for the 1980s Western film Bronco Billy that starred Clint Eastwood. There's a carnival scene in that movie that included a dramatic big top fire and it was shot at the speedway. Something cool is that they small tiny bull ring of a racetrack but it averaged crowds of 2,500 people during race seasons. You would recognize familiar names such as Kenny and Davey Hamilton which cut their teeth there on a regular basis. It used to be an ASA sanctioned racetrack but it became NASCAR sanctioned just a handful of years ago and now is visited by touring late model series as well as the Arca Menard series and has a weekly touring series that consists of late models, modifieds, and sprint cars. Their season usually runs from April into late October. That's Meridian Speedway thanks to Wheelan Engineering for another short track spotlight. Wheelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Power isn't born, it's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. All right, guys, welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. We've been using this time to spotlight some people within the short track community, and one of those people is Adam Nelson from Meridian Speedway. Uh, Meridian Adam is obviously a racetrack close to my heart. Uh, but before we get into the details of it, how are you guys holding up out there in Idaho? Looks like you've got some beautiful weather there at the racetrack, though. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. Nice today, Hannah. Uh, thanks for having us on. Um, 
got lucky today. I got to sneak out of the house and come open the gates for an electrician because, uh, you know, those essential guys still have to do the essential things. And so it was nice to come and make sure that, uh, you know, all the buildings are still locked up and everything. So um, it's nice weather, though. I mean, it can't get any can't get any better than it is right now. Before we start talking about the serious stuff, when Hannah Newhouse shows up at Meridian Speedway, does she get the VIP treatment? Does she have like her own skybox off the front stretch or something? I don't know. I think, you know, she's like any other racer around here. It really depends on what group she's standing in because, you know, um, you know, you got your lovers and you got your haters, right, Hannah? Oh, yeah. I definitely have a uh, fan group there and then a maybe not so much fan group at Meridian. But, uh... but, but when it comes – when it, obviously, when it comes to the racetrack, I mean, the racetrack welcomes everybody in with open arms, and uh, John and Hannah and Mason and their whole new house group, when they come here, you know, we, we like to, you know, we like to just welcome them, and, you know, and they do their thing, and do some winning, and have a good time, and usually leave without, you know, drinking everybody's beer. Yeah, I was going to say, one of the groups <laughs> that I usually get the elbow, the elbow nub for is uh, when I'm hanging out with your kid, Colton Nelson, where the space is there. <laughs> And we all usually get into a get into a lot of trouble. So I have to be on good behavior now when I try and come back home to Meridian. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So, but it's we'll, good get into, we'll get into uh, the dynamics of Meridian Speedway. I always say that it's one of my favorite racetracks. I'm not even biased in the sense to be able to come out there. I call it the Bowman Gray of the West Coast. But something that has always stood out to me is every time I've been there, doesn't matter if it's the middle of the week show, a random weekend show. Um, you guys have the capabilities of essentially packing that racetrack. And it's something that we see so many short tracks struggling to do right now. And as the promoter there, I mean, do you have a secret or something that you guys have really just honed in on to continually draw in fan base? Well, I don't know if it's a secret, you know, we've, we've shared what we do with, with lots of folks in the industry and um, you know, some use it and some don't and, I, you know, we, uh, with 30 events here every year, you know, we have to do, um, you know, innovative things, you know, to get people, uh, that many times over and over. And, you know, we're, we're fortunate to be right here in downtown Meridian. I mean, we're, we're close to everything. We're not out in the Boontillies. Um, you know, so, you know, we just, we just work hard. We know which events are the ones that, uh, you know, people want to come see, whether it's a big lay model show or a, sprint car or super modified show and you know when it comes down to um local uh club racing or you know nascar points racing in our case um you know if it's if it's not that 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 large ticket item you know we go out and we work at promoting getting uh group tickets into people's hands and and just try to get as many people here as possible i mean our 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 model dictates that we can't pay um the expenses if we're not selling hot dogs and beer so we need to sell hot dogs and beer and the only way to do that is with people in the grandstands so I don't I don't know if it's a secret I mean I feel like you know sometimes we talk to people and they don't get it but it seems pretty simple sometimes track has been there since 1951 uh what uh, what is your role at the racetrack and what got you into motorsports and then ultimately to the management level well I mean our, our group currently we've been here at Meridian for 12 years um, there's, you know, a, a number of partners, uh, three, and I, I'm just the managing partner. So uh, a number of us work really hard at trying to make sure everything, you know, goes off the way it is. Um, as far as Meridian Speedway goes, my, my dad and my, uh, 
my family had the racetrack in the 80s and they, they operated here. And prior to that, my grandfather operated Meridian Speedway uh, for one of the uh, racing groups in, in, uh, in Meridian here. And, and so, you know, it's just, it's that place that's always been, I mean, since I was little growing up, this is where I've always been. But in the interim, before we got to Meridian 12 years ago, um, you know, we had to go out and, you know, to, to re to put ourselves in a position to be qualified to do it. I, you know, we, me and my family, my immediate family with my wife, Kelly and my kids, we, we went and took over a racetrack uh, just outside of town for three years and got our feet wet. And then, and then we were over in Roseburg, Oregon at the Douglas County Speedway for three years prior to that. And just, you know, just working on deals and opportunities to, to eventually get back home. And, and uh, so, you know, that's, that's been the goal for me since I was, you know, as far as I can, remember um you know and before all that happened i spent you know a number of years racing bombers and hobby stocks street stocks and late models right here at meridian so i i can't think of any place else i'd rather be one of the cool things about meridian speedway too you'd mentioned it multiple generations we've still got al russell running on the racetrack you've got uh, your guys's family running around the racetrack i know my dad came there he came there with his dad as well lots of generations within uh, meridian speedway there but something else that stands out that I have obviously taken heavy notice of is the females that race at Meridian Speedway. We have a ton of them between uh, girls that raced in the super late models to the uh, bomber divisions. We had Sierra Giesler now who, you know, raced sprint cars and Melissa Weaver. Uh, the promotion there of the females getting in that, how has Meridian taken that and really pushed that to encourage more, more girls and as well as up and coming racers in the high school division? Well, you know, I, what's funny is I don't, I don't think the Speedway in general goes out and promotes it and has, has tried to make it a thing. It just is by evolution here. I mean, uh, the, the, the grandfathers and sons that have raced here, you know, they, they have kids of their own and their grandkids uh, of the, anyways, the, <laughs> the guys are just, they're having ladies and, you know, when, and, and they just are coming out. And, and racing starting in the junior stinger division and some of that stuff and, el you know, and just elevating through the classes. And, and it's just, we have some really big standouts here. And I, I don't say any given, any given race day, we could have eight or nine ladies racing. And it seems normal to us, Hannah, because, you know, they're always, I mean, you know, uh, Bubbles Berry and Melissa Weaver and Daytona Words and Sierra Giesler. And I mean, th there's just a ton of them. And it, it just doesn't seem that far-fetched to us here. And, you know, when you ask that question, I, I just kind of think, I'm like, is that weird? I mean, uh, maybe it's not so prominent, uh, you know, uh, you obviously would know. <laughs> we, uh, we have eight to ten ladies race at the Stafford Motor Speedway, my NASCAR home track, every Friday night. So we're beginning to see more and more of it at short tracks across the country. Want to talk well, about I, Go ahead. I, oh, I was just going to say, I just, I think that, I think the dads that, you know, that, that, have a family and you know they you know they don't end up with any boys and the girls are always at the racetrack regardless and so they just don't know any better I mean they if they want to race and they want to wrench they just do it and and I think that I I, I don't think there's really a, a promotion other than just family togetherness promotion with those racing families they do it themselves and then those girls get in the cars and they perform and they win and then of course they own 50 percent of the fan base here at the Meridian Speedway just by default <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Let's, uh, let's talk about your 2020 season here for a moment. Obviously on hold, like every other short track across the country, already have canceled a couple of practice sessions. 
I believe the 18th was your scheduled uh, season opener for the Modifieds and then the Sprint Cars the following week. Uh, what does it look like uh, right now uh, for you guys? Obviously on hold. How long yeah. can you hold? I, I mean, you know, obviously we're going to open as soon as we as soon as we get the green light. So we don't know when that is. I mean, we're we're not jumping the gun and saying you know months and months of stuff is canceled because we just don't know. We do know that potentially that could be the case, but it's certainly not in our. I mean, it's not under our control. Um, so currently, the way it sits in Idaho. Um, Governor Brad Little has put a stay-at-home order in place until the 14th of April. Uh, that means on the 15th, we see what that means, and we're going to assume that that means that if it's if it's not extended, which we all know it probably will be, but let's just pretend it's not extended, then we're going to be bound by the city of Meridian's mayor's um, social distancing regulations, which match those of the CDC, and et cetera, et cetera. And so we, ha- we have an avenue where we could do test and tunes, meeting all of those criteria. Um, whether we could race or not, it, you know, obviously that's just going to depend on the fiscals of it. Um, but, you know, hopefully we can get back to test and tuning and at least uh, do something like that late April. If, if the governor extends that stay-at-home order until April 30th, then we all know the answer. Uh, then we just wait around until the 30th to decide, you know, what, what is the best course of action. Obviously, we want to be proactive and we want all of the folks here that race to be safe and and all of that, but there's just so much unknown stuff going on that, you know, speculation and all this crazy stuff that you hear and read about, you just don't know what to think. So unfortunately, we're just stuck waiting to hear. I mean, obviously NASCAR has put uh, uh, the the national uh, point system on on hold up until that predetermined date. And if for some reason we get to race early because we're Idaho and not New York, then, you know, obviously we'll, run non-NASCAR points races and, and do our thing, but uh, really just going to depend on what happens. I mean, we watch the news briefings every day for two weeks in a row. I mean, I know as much as everybody else, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and that being said, to build off of that there, a lot of the drivers and the teams uh, throughout the nation right now are also facing the hardships of having to stay home. Uh, a lot of non-essential workers, as we all are doing these from our homes uh, here doing our calls. What has the communication been like between yourself as, you know, track management and these teams on what maybe they're anticipating from their side of it getting back to racing? Well, I don't, uh, you know, obviously our phone rings or our emails pop and what are we doing? What are we racing? What do we, you know, what do we do? Uh, You know, we have the ones that say, oh my God, I can't believe you haven't shut down until 2021. And, you know, there's just such a wide stream of communication that comes in. In our case, you know, we've been working with, uh, you know, all of our drivers and teams are stuck at home. Their cars are sitting there. I mean, the only thing that we've done a little bit proactive to help them get ready in case, you know, the schedule lights and it's time to race in like five days is, is we've worked on shipping individual tire orders to homes because you can still do that. Um, and, you know, get at least giving them something to do in the shop, assuming that, you know, since we're supposed to be open in five days or three days or whatever it is that, that their cars are ready. So, uh, really, we've just been kind of just trying to hold down the fort and let everybody realize that, you know, there's nothing, nothing that anybody can do until um, there's either, you know, there's either a civil war or they rescind an order. Or we're all pretty much stuck in the same deal. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so what does your schedule look like? Some of the highlights of your schedule once we do get going and hopefully we will get going here in the next four to six weeks or so. Well, a- April, April was uh 
ladled with some soft openers because it is, uh, you know, spring. And so we, we plan to lose two to three events during April and May generally. So a lot of that early stuff is pretty soft events as far as um, I, specials, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, we get we get into May and we have some pretty big events with, you know, Smash-A-Rama and, and, and some of those things uh, where it's kind of more, you know, just local racing and um, smash and crash and stuff. Uh, but towards the end of um, May is when, you know, we, we pop Diamond Cup and uh, with the two-day sprint car shows where the guys travel in and, and you know, June um, or May with our Memorial Day show. I mean, those are really good race dates. They have traditional trophies guys race for, and they're really more racing relegated. The soft openers are all race stuff, but again, we don't usually expect a, a, a huge crowd on those first ones because it is cold. Uh, it doesn't matter how sunny it is right now at nine o'clock, you're still freezing. So we know people tend to, you know, wait till the summer months. So uh, really, I think we're in good shape if, if we can kick things off, you know, here in May or mid-May or even late May would, would be good. I think most of our, most of our events um, are still on the schedule, you know, where we have 30, that's technically only losing four of 30. And so with, with, with that, you know, the, the tracks that only have 12 or 15, four of 12 or 15 is a huge, huge percentage. So I, I, I think we're fortunate that we have so many on the schedule already. And right there over your shoulder, I want to point it out. The water tower has become famous with Meridian Speedway. If anyone follows the Arkham Menards West series, they've seen that trophy. And I have to ask what the decision was to implement that into a trophy because it is not a normal looking trophy. Um, but if you know Meridian Speedway, you know the water tower. Uh, well, obviously for years, you know, when it comes to traveling folks and and, you know, I mean, back in the day when traveling from Boise or Ontario, Oregon to, to Meridian was a large, you know, John, the water tower was always just that place if you're a racer and you're on the freeway headed in, you just knew that, you know, as soon as you could see that thing, you knew that you were close. Uh, and obviously it's, it's been here a lot of years and it's, it hovers over the pit area. And it's kind of one of those things where you can either, uh, you know, not be really tickled with the location of it or you can own it. And so we just decided we'd own it. Uh, we don't have anything cool like a golden driller and we don't have clocks and stuff. So we're, we've got the water tower and that, you know, that NASCAR can in now the Arkham Menard series trophy. Um, you know, we made a likeness of it and we hoped everybody thought it was cool. And now, now it is cool. And it's in the NASCAR hall of fame sitting there, you know, the Haley Deegan version. And, and it's just something really cool. In fact, I think a lot we've toyed with, um, you know, creating those for some of our uh, larger local events because people just want a water tower. I, I don't know. <laughs> it was an idea that stuck and we ran with it and it makes for some cool pictures. I'll tell you that much. Ab absolutely. I, I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't think of anything anywhere to stand. So I just, you know, here we are water tower. I, I think so. I can pivot around. You can see the, you know, it's just empty. The North End grandstands. Everybody, all the painting uh, here at the Speedway, we got most of it done, Hannah, before the whole lockdown deal. So we're really good shape. I mean, we got some crash walls to paint. Uh, most of the buildings we got opened up and unwinterized. So we're, I, we feel like we're in good shape if we get, I mean, we feel like if, if they you can race and we only got three days to prepare, we're, we can be ready at the Speedway. It's just a matter of whether the, the folks with cars and uh, are ready to race. I'm assuming they are. And then, of course, it's going to matter on whether, you know, the general public is comfortable coming out to the Speedway. And we'll just we'll just let the, uh, you know, all the professionals make that decision for them. <laughs> well, the grandstands definitely look pretty. I saw that paint job and they look awesome. 
yeah, they we just, literally just got a coat on them uh, two weeks, just before two weeks ago. Um, you know, we went red, white, and blue with them last year, and everybody dug it, so we repainted them. And it, lo it looks it looks good. You can't paint the aluminum, but those old wooden ones above the dairy barn, you can do that. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Adam, thank you so much again for calling in and hanging out with us for a little bit today. Uh, best of luck. We hope everything opens up for you guys. I know Idaho's got it pretty uh, pretty mellow compared to the rest of us out here. So uh, we wish you guys stay healthy and a successful season. Well, yeah, no, we're definitely fortunate. And I'd just like to give a shout out to all the racers across the nation who aren't as fortunate as those of us in Idaho right now. And, and uh, hope you get on the track soon. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Adam. And when we return here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we'll learn a little bit more about Meridian Speedway in our NASCAR Wheel and Engineering Track Spotlight. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Each and every week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we get to highlight one of NASCAR's short tracks brought to you by Wheel and Engineering. And like we mentioned it, Meridian Speedway, Adam Nelson told us a lot about their history, but it's a paved quarter mile located in Idaho's Treasure Valley. It was established in 1951 in Meridian, Idaho on a rural two-lane road. But if you visit that speedway now, it is nowhere near rural. It's currently in the heart of Meridian, Idaho. Uh, the track was built on land that was and is still owned by the Meridian Dairy and Stock Show. Uh, the Athletic Association had operated the track from 1951 to 1981 before taken over by private corporation. And the association used Speedway revenue to support youth sports program throughout the Treasure Valley. The Speedway has another legacy. It also served as part of the set for the 1980s Western film Bronco Billy that starred Clint Eastwood. There's a carnival scene in that movie that included a dramatic big top fire and it was shot at the speedway. Something cool is that they small tiny bull ring of a racetrack but it averaged crowds of 2,500 people during race seasons. You would recognize familiar names such as Kenny and Davey Hamilton which cut their teeth there on a regular basis. It used to be an ASA sanctioned racetrack but it became NASCAR sanctioned just a handful of years ago and now is visited by touring late model series as well as the Arca Menard series and has a weekly touring series that consists of late models, modifieds, and sprint cars. Their season usually runs from April into late October. That's Meridian Speedway. Thanks to Wheel and Engineering for another short track spotlight. Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. 
Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast. Uh, Kyle, we have seen tracks continue to postpone their opening seasons. A couple more postponed over the past weekend. Yeah, and something I guess we're going to expect here over the course of the next month at least, probably longer. Sunset Speedway up in uh, Ontario, Canada, they were set to open up on May 9th, but general manager Brian Toddish posted on the track social media accounts the other day that they have decided to start uh, or delay the start of their season. Uh, Berlin Raceway in Michigan, uh, they announced that they are also on hold. They were supposed to open their season coming up in a couple of weeks with their annual icebreaker. Uh, right now, they're going to look to start on May 9th with practice sessions on April 25th and May 2nd. Of course, that can be pushed back. Uh, Tucson Speedway in Arizona also has announced that they have canceled or postponed all of their events through the month of April. Look, and uh, they obviously look forward to getting back on track once the pandemic passes. No schedule announcement at Seekonk Speedway, but they have announced that they have partnered with Snoko Race Fuels again this season for their NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series program. They run on Saturday nights in Massachusetts uh, from May until hopefully May through the month of September. So that's about the uh, news from all the short tracks from around the country and up in Canada. Well, between short track racing, trying to get their full schedule in, whether that be for NASCAR points or just to fulfill those race dates, NASCAR has that agenda as well. Kyle, I feel like we're going to be seeing each other a lot more than just once a week and every other couple weeks. Uh, pr probably uh, yeah, quite a bit more here over the course of the next month and a half or so. I'm optimistic. I'm trying to be optimistic anyway that uh, this bypasses uh, sooner rather than later. I know there are some folks out there that say, you know, 4th of July or later. Um, I'm going to push for Memorial Day. You asked what was on my TV earlier. Do you have any Netflix suggestions for me? The Office. You can never go wrong. Office. Well, you can never go wrong with the office. I think I may do an office marathon uh, this this uh, this weekend. I have never watched the last episode. It's like that that I've never watched because I can't bring myself to watching the last episode of the office. So I might do that this week. Have you ever watched How I Met Your Mother? I've bits and pieces of it. Nothing. No, I've never. Okay, like, you should it. watch that. It's really good. It's got officey okay. humor. But um, I watched the entire season throughout, or the entire show throughout college, and one day I was hanging out with a group of people, and they asked me about the show ending, and I said well, how I thought the show ended, and they were like, Hannah, that's not how the show ends, and turns out I fell asleep in the last episode, and I never actually knew how the show ended until about three and a half years later. And your friends ruined it for you. Yeah, they did. They did. They definitely ruined it for me. I was very emotional. Well, I think that's going to be my weekend and, and probably watch some more virtual racing. Stafford's going to be on again Friday night. Um, sprint cars are at Knoxville on, on Wednesday night. So there's a lot uh, to watch. It's amazing how quickly all these networks have picked up. Um, NBCSN has a short track showdown all week um, with, with cup drivers at short tracks that cup series really doesn't go to anymore except for Martinsville. So a lot to watch, a lot to soak in if you're an eSports uh, fan and, and, and uh, an e-racing sports fan because, you know, it's about all we got right now. That and classic races. 
yeah, between Dylan and I, we take turns alternating in our uh, E office. You can see it back there with our wheel and pretty much just take turns yelling throughout the house as we call virtual races. Janet's very confused. So we take her on about seven days, seven walks a day to make up for that. But um, I hope everyone stays healthy, uh, continues to wash those hands. We appreciate you guys tuning in and ask for Coast to Coast this week. We look forward to doing it again next week. Hopefully we'll have some more exciting stuff to talk about. Uh, maybe some good news on the horizon. You've been listening to NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan, also brought to you by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network, all rights reserved.